In the name of the baptized one, amen. Some weeks, this being one of them, I'm reading the scripture, imagining the stories, doing the research, and I find 25 things I want to talk about, maybe 30. And it was compounded this week by the fact that we are baptizing Olivia, who has been living her faith here for years and has a very mature and beautiful faith, and I want to share about her journey too. Don't worry, Olivia, I'm not going to. I find myself, though, wishing that we were one of those traditions where sermons are about an hour long instead of ten minutes. Don't worry. I know where I am and who we are. I will stick to ten minutes, which is good, knowing who we are, because today is actually all about identity, and it's good to know who we are. So who are we? And I do mean that in the existential sense. Who are we? And why are we here? And why are we here? What does it mean to be here at church with one another on a Sunday morning in a time and culture where there are so many places to be and so many things to do? What does being here say about who we are? Today's gospel has three important lenses, at least three, to look through in answering these questions. So let's talk a little bit about these three things. John's harvest metaphor, Jesus' baptism, and what God said to Jesus after he was baptized. These three things, I think, tell us something about who we are and why we are here. So the first one. Of the coming Messiah, John said this, his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. By show of hands, let's be a little interactive here, how many of you own or have ever used or seen a winnowing fork? Oh, we have a few. I should have invited you into my research this week. For most of us, this language, that tool, it doesn't hold much meaning beyond what we've heard of the hellfire and brimstone sermons of John the Baptist, right? So I did a little research on wheat harvesting by hand, which hasn't actually changed very much in the last few thousand years. People still do it. They did it a thousand or more years before Jesus was born. Most households participate in this task. It's a beautiful and careful process, one that John's listeners in an agrarian society were quite familiar with. At harvest time, wheat was and is cut at the base of the plant and bundled and dried. And then it was threshed on a clear, hard piece of ground or rock, a threshing floor, By letting animals walk all over it, or children drag wooden sleds over it, or by throttling it in various ways, the wheat grain is separated from the stalk. And then the farmers wait for the wind. I love this. They wait for the wind, which often comes in the evening. And when the wind comes, the winnowing is made easier. A winnowing fork, which is basically like a pitchfork, 
full of separated dried wheat and stalk and chaff is scooped up and tossed in the air. The wind takes the stalk a short distance away and blows the chaff or the casing around each kernel of wheat even further away. But the dense wheat falls in a pile at the feet of the winnower. You see where John was going with this, right? Now, in John and Jesus' context, Roman soldiers were stealing, abusing, imprisoning, and destroying people in order to control the masses and keep them from rising up against their oppressors. And so it is likely that John referred to the oppressors as chaff to be burned up and God's people as wheat to be preserved and cleansed, one day liberated from the chaff that had encased them so that they might become the bread of heaven. This is powerful liberation theology. That said, Christians have used this us versus them, wheat versus chaff, goats versus sheep, theology destructively over the years, from judgmental teachings to the catastrophic evil of the Holocaust. Referring to non-Christians as chaff was justification for the gas chambers. We cannot refer to people as chaff. I would like to believe that because we have seen the powers of darkness that enter into such interpretations, we have evolved and now lean into the humility of seeing the chaff inside each of us, the hollow encasements that hold us back that we can bring here so that on the threshing floor of the altar, Christ might toss us in the air and the Holy Spirit might blow on us and clear our hearts of all our chaff and burn it up, liberating us from that which is holding each of us back within. Jesus set the example for us by being baptized, by showing us the way into the waters where we are cleansed of all that hold us back from the full expression of love by which we were made. And that is the second important identity lens in today's gospel. Who are we? We are people who have chosen to honor God as God's creation and then take it a step further, following Jesus into the water of new life, so that we might be not just creatures, creations of God, but adopted children of God. That's who we are. That's why we're here, to be with our family together, to be with our family and our almighty parent. And the third and most important answer to the question of our identity in today's gospel is that voice from heaven. It is meant for each and every single one of us. Coming out of the waters in prayer, Jesus heard a voice. The whole crowd may have heard it as well. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. If ever we doubt who we are, may we hear this affirmation at the center of our identity. God's voice received into our hearts 
as we are stilled in prayer or as we are lost at sea or as we are tossed in the air over the threshing floor. You are my child, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. From the lips of God, this is who we are. We come here to live into this identity and to be with others who claim the radical lineage of divine love along with us. We come here so that we may carry this expansive, inclusive, affirming love back out into the world so that we can be wheat kernels of God's love and grace on earth, honoring the belovedness of each and every human being. We come here to let the threshing floor break us open, to let the winnowing fork remove what is not of divine love, to let the wind blow the chaff away and reveal that which is right and good and true and nurturing. We come here, along with you, Olivia, to enter the water of baptism to claim our place in a family of love so that we might bring a revolution of love to every corner of creation, so that we might raise our heads up from the water and clearly hear the answer to that question. Who are we? We are the beloved, sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, marked as Christ's own forever, vessels of the light of Christ. Be the beloved, because with you, God is well pleased. Amen.